had a uh, bit of a breakthrough recently, and I've noticed that people, particularly people down under, consider that I've got a rather good Australian accent. They seem a bit surprised. And um, I had a revelation about it. I thought, I mean, it makes sense that people would have to speak differently down under because, after all, the whole country's inverted from the United States. It's on the other side, on the Southern Hemisphere, way down there, what they say down under. And so, naturally, everything's upside down. Point of reference, the water goes a different way in the toilet. So if the uvula is upside down, as it is with people in Australia, then naturally, to a Westerner, you've got to put a lot more effort into turning that sound upside down. You definitely hear the effort in the voice, don't you? That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. Everybody, this is Jim Eskiman. Thanks for listening. I guess you know that I'm a voice actor. I'm an actor, really. I, I've sort of become a voice actor more than any other thing. Although I do act with my face, my neck, the back of my head sometimes. I've acted with my hands. I've done, I have did a lot of forehead acting in the movie Apollo 13. Because I didn't have a lot of lines, but I had a lot of forehead. And it was about worry and concern and suspense. And so I found myself doing quite a bit of what I dubbed forehead acting. And, and luckily, a lot of it made it in, quite a bit of it made it into the film. More than, than some lines. A lot of lines got cut. Even some of my lines got cut. But uh, my forehead is working hard. So if you haven't seen Apollo 13, Apollo 13 is one of those great movies where if it comes on and you're flipping around, I don't know about you, I've got to watch a little of it. It's, it's such a great movie. And it struck me one day working on it that I worked on it for about a month, which was good. It struck me that uh, this is a movie that does not have a psychopath in it. At least that's not what a movie's about. It's not about the evil person that has to be destroyed. It's about the physical universe and man's effort to get somewhere around the barriers of space and uh, time and uh, and all those other you know challenges. And that that makes it unusual. There's not there's no guns in the movie that I can think of. I think maybe there's some MPs at some point that show up, but they have their their weapons are holstered. And that's refreshing. Um, so there you go. That's my thought. Uh, here's what I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about the voices in my head. It's easy to think about the voices in my head because they're there anyway. Jim, this is your narcissism warning application. You are dangerously close to a narcissistic statement. Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. I had this thing installed, uh, the narcissism app. I don't know if anyone's got that, but... Uh, it's uh, it's pretty good, uh, you know. It kind of tips me off sometimes when it, when I, if I stray, you know, a bit into stuff, which I have a tendency to do. Be careful! You're treading on dangerous ground. No one's interested in what you have to say about yourself. Right. Remember. Thank you, boy. It's good training. Uh, it was like ninety nine cents, which I think is a bargain. Anyway, the voices in one's head, and everybody's got them to some degree. And people ask me sometimes. Uh, I've gotten, I've done some interviews lately, uh, quite a few podcasts and uh, other people's shows and stuff, which, which is what inspired me to do my own podcast, plus the desire to talk about myself endlessly. Watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just testing you. And, uh, you know, and people ask me the same questions over and over again, which is fine, because um, I have a lot of people to meet. And they, they do ask me, well, do you have trouble keeping the voices in your head straight or, you know, do you feel weird about having so many voices in your head? And to me, I realized uh, today, that's kind of like saying, does it bother you that you have, uh, you know, Thelonious Monk 
on your iPad and uh, Beethoven and Sibelius and Van Halen and the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Bob Dylan and, uh, you know, Prokofiev and Pavarotti. And Does it bug you that you got all those uh, composers and, and performers on your iPad or your iPod or anything? And uh, obviously, no, that doesn't bother you because I think the difference is uh, that if you put them there yourself and you installed them, then you're perfectly fine because you had a purpose in it. You wanted to hear those songs again. Now, there's nothing more irritating than inheriting a bunch of songs that somebody has stuck on your iPod. And we had that experience. We, I don't know how we got all these things, but we got like funny Clinton songs, you know, people imitating Bill Clinton and singing funny political songs about how Bill Clinton liked to, you know, squeeze ladies' butts and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God, if I hear another one of those, I'm going to... It, I suppose at one point, that was just the most amusing thing. But now, it's just awful. And, to th- and I, you know, of course, I'm sort of challenged that way about iPods. I don't use them really much at all. I think we still have one that we got in like 1995 or something. It's, it's a real relic. I don't know how to take anything off there. So if you had that situation in your mind, which a lot of people do, where they have voices in their head. Like I was just riding my bike around, and, and just in the space of about 20 minutes, I thought of two statements that were really like amusing statements, like little jokes. And when I, 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 I they kind of popped into my mind. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of comedians and, and performers have these little go-to phrases that they have sort of collected. We collect them. Anyway, these things popped into my head, and I glanced at them in my mind. And I went, you know, this thing has been in my head since about 1967. This was from a funny little book I read as a kid. There was something, there was a series of books I read, and there was a funny little line, Spielglocken. Some little girl embarrassed a little boy who was playing the glockenspiel, and he missed his cue, and she turned to him and said, Hey, Spielglocken! And the class erupted with laughter. Now, that's a fairly useless comic line, as I'm sure you'll agree. But, boy, it's in my mind, you know, and I, I can't get rid of it. I can just sort of acknowledge that it's there and go, Oh, yeah, that was... Maybe 1967 when I read that book in fourth grade or something like that. And then there was another one just a little while later. I guess I began to kind of think about what else have I got in the trap that's been there a long time. And I thought of another thing that was a little joke or an amusing thing that I'd probably read when I was, you know, read or heard. I can't think of it now. But when I was about uh, nine years old, it's very interesting. So, of course, if you have things in your mind that that are that are of no use to you or voices in your head which people have then that's a tyranny you know that's not just awkward that could be that could be pretty bad and uh and of course if it gets out of hand you have what we call an insane person oh you have someone uh, frankly if you don't mind me butting in right now you have someone like i had leo dicaprio portray in uh, shutter island which uh, you know was a film about um, mental instability actually if and i can get a word in, i think uh, if leonardo did a terrific it, job of mr. exploring that you know in that very uh, what is considered one of my finest films mr scorsese if you don't mind if i can get a word word in there I, I, uh, yeah all due respect yeah, yeah did you see the film i i did i did i saw the film and i uh you know, a lot of respect for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that being said, I, 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 I don't know. Shutter Island to me was a disappointment. A disappointment. A disappointment. Really. That's inter- that's interesting because a lot of people consider it was. One I understand that. I um I felt like you kind of copped out at the end because, but I'm not a fan of psychiatry. So when the psychiatrist turns out to be the good guy in the movie, that's where I'm kind of like, oh, well, you lost me. 
particularly if you've set him up. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he, the psychiatrist was, I mean, okay, he was supposed to be the, uh, the bad guy. That's, that's the turnaround. That's the sort of, of, uh, of a hard right turn that we take in the film industry. That's, that's, to, keep your, that's, that's to keep your interest. I mean, we're, we're trying to satisfy you. You understand? I understand. I just, in my case, uh, it didn't do it. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, the voices in my head. So everybody's got these things. And it's really bad, I find, when you know I talk to people who are trying to be artists. And I don't know, I've, I try to inspire people to you know, follow through on their artistic impulses. Because why not? The field of art is, is great. It's like athletics. If you feel like you could be a sprinter, you should do it. You, know, you should put on some shoes. And if you feel like you could write a song, you should write the song you know, and, and then write another one. And so um, I noticed that a lot of people have this critical thing going on in their heads. And that's a very dangerous thing uh, because it can stop you. That's no good. What are you doing? Your uncle was much better at doing that than you are. Oh, that sucks. Why don't you do something That totally sucks. Why don't you do something you can make a living at? What are you doing, man? That is, that's trash, man. You should just give it up. What you're doing is rather labored. Yeah. I don't mean to be critical, but it's been done before, dear boy, and much better by others. Leave it to the professionals. You hear these voices, and, and, and you know, and if you listen to them and, and, and give them any sort of credence at all, then I'm afraid you deserve what you get. And what you'll get is, is inactivity and no product, and that, that's no good, you know, because at the end of your life, you're going to go, oh, why didn't I? And then there's a long list, and... Uh, you know, that's kind of the game, I think, is to wind up at the end of the life with a very short list of why didn't I's. Jim, if I could dinner up for a second. Oh, hey, Brian Cranston. Uh, Brian, uh, first of all, thanks for being here. My pleasure. You, um, I, uh, congratulations. You are, you're considered one of the great actors of our time. Is that, is that sort of hard to accept? No, not particularly. Good. Uh, that's good. That's good. Um. I mean, when Anthony Hopkins said all that stuff about you being, you know, phenomenal, one of the one of his favorite—I think he said he was he one of said, the— He uh, said that I was one of uh, the greatest actors that he'd ever seen, or, or it was one of the greatest performances that he'd ever seen, something like that. I don't remember exactly. I, I've got it here on my iPhone. That's, that's fine. I can look it up. Well, that must have been daunting. Not really. Hmm. I mean, do you think that was just a momentary thing? Do you think it was just something that he kind of blurted out? It, it had. It sort of reminded me of that scene in Nixon where Nixon sort of spontaneously, well, not spontaneously, he's drinking, calls people up and sort of spills his guts. No, I don't think it was one of those things at all. I think he was quite sincere. Well, let's, let's ask him. I've got Anthony Hopkins on the line here. Oh, really? Mr. Hopkins, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Jim. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. I've got Brian Cranston here. Brian who? B- Brian Cranston from, from Breaking Bad. You famously binged, watched it. Uh, and Tony, then, it's uh, me, Brian Cranston. How are you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The American actor, yes. Yeah. Hello, and you, hello. You were, let me ask you that. I don't want to keep you. Uh, no, it's, it's rather late here in Wales. Yeah, I, I don't, we don't want to keep you. But um, Hey, Dylan Thomas is from Wales, right? What? Let me just, can I just ask him? Yeah, I'm just making conversation. Mr. Hopkins, do you still feel the way about, uh, obviously you still respect Brian Cranston's work. I'm sure that hasn't gone away. But uh, do you still feel as passionate about his skills as an actor as you did when you made that statement? Actually, I'm a bit promiscuous in my tastes. And there is another performer that I'm very enamored with right now, whose, um, whose triumphs on television I'm championing. Huh? Oh, really? That's interesting. What the? Yes. 
Quite an astounding performer. Such depth, such intelligence and sensitivity. Someone to whom I must bow on bended knee. Really? Now who would that be? David Hasselhoff. Wow. Wait, what? Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Not at all. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tony, he's, Tony. Uh, he's off the line. Wow. This is, uh, this is hard to take. Yeah, it's, I, you know, I, I didn't expect that answer. Neither did I. Well, <sighs> you were talking about voices in your head, and I've, I've got a few now myself telling me I'm a, I'm a hack, I'm... I'm overrated. No, 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 no. Brian, please. No, no, I'm, I'm obviously overrated. I, I had an inflated view of myself. No, no, come on. Give back my awards and... No, Brian, that was not the purpose. Move to Arizona but, or something. I'll get the hell out of Hollywood for good. Maybe I'll start to... Maybe I'll start to cook. Oh, for Pete's sake, no. Brian. I'm out of here. Wait, where are you going? Wow. Okay, that's upsetting. See what I mean about the voices in your head? It's just, it's, it's of no profit whatsoever. And here's a little improvised selection from uh, my friend Tate Rupert and I. Hello and welcome to House Chat. With us today is the author of the new book on Feng Shui, Alphonse Canigliaro. Alphonse, How you doing? welcome. Thank you. Thank oh. you. It's nice to be here. Uh, the title of your book uh-huh. is uh, Feng Shui, A New Approach. That's right. No, no approach uh, to an ancient uh, oriental art. Oh, that's marvelous. But, uh, you know, Feng Shui is an ancient oriental art of arranging uh, the things in your house uh, in a certain way according to uh, all the oriental stuff uh, to uh, improve your health and well-being. Well, I'm all for that. I know our listeners are, too. Now, who wouldn't be for that, right? Well... Uh, I've read the book, and I was fascinated by it. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, some so of the things? Yeah, I've been nothing happier. Yeah, uh, you know, right now, uh, there's very simple things that you can do in your home, rearrangement of certain elements mm-hmm. uh, to make your life uh, more enjoyable, to be healthy, uh, to keep from dying, and things like that. First of uh, all... Well, that's can, the whole purpose of Feng Shui. This is a good thing to do. Take all the metal in your home, uh, you know, and that's anything. That's silver. Uh, you know, antique uh, pieces, anything made of metal, you know, watches, and of course, coin collections, things like that. And get all that metal because that, you know, has hmm. a certain energy phenomenon. Oh, right. You yes. take all that metal and you put it all in one big, uh, like a pile, and then, or a bag is, is best. A uh-huh. big canvas bag or an old suitcase you don't use. I hope those at home listening are writing this down. Yeah. You do that, and then you put that You put that in an area, in a one specific area of the house. I see. And and that, I think you'll see benefits from that. That, ab- that, uh, takes in, that absorbs an energy, is that it? Uh, yeah. yeah, it absorbs energy. You know, and it keeps it away from you so that you live longer and don't die. Ah, yeah. well, that's... That's just uh, one thing. Another thing is uh-huh. to... Uh, you want to take always a window in your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter exactly where, but in it the rear. face north, south, yeah, east, or oh west? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you want to open up, that, leave that window open all the time. And that is something that the ancient Orientals always done. They leave a window open, uh-huh. and, uh, and it's a good idea to stick hmm. that bag of uh, metals and things, stick it right underneath that window, you know? And that way, all the ne- you believe me, the negative, everything negative that's in that bag is going to go. Very soon. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fascinating. I guess the, the metals represent uh, an, an earth thing and the window, perhaps air, if, if, if I read your text correctly. 
Yeah, yeah, you got it in a nutshell. You read it. That's good. Yeah, I wish, I hope more people will read it and follow, follow their art, particularly in the tri-state area. This is people who, who do this are going to really notice some big change. Mm. By the way, you know, this is something, you know, I don't expect people to read this book and, and instantly know everything. We will be very happy to come to your house, scope it out, go over things with you. Oh, consult. Yeah, absolutely. We consult. We come down and see what you got and uh, see the best way to get rid of it. Well, uh, you've certainly taught us all a lesson, and you've taught me a lesson, too. In fact, uh, as this radio program does come out of the tri-state area, mm-hmm. I'm going to rearrange some of the things in this very studio. Oh, that's some a good the, idea. That's the microphones idea. and mm-hmm. other metal things. Yeah, and I'll, put I'll, that watch that you're wearing. Put oh, that I'll over take there that too. off right take now and put that near the window that over could here. could be killing you. Thanks for listening to that. Uh, well, that's my podcast for this week. I don't really have too much to say other than, again, uh, be creative, you know, uh, uh, this is a great time to get your thoughts out, to say anything you want to say. And there's so many venues to do that. And, you know, if you're a jazz musician, you're expressing yourself with music. If you're a cartoonist, I mean, you can make animated films now on just with your computer. If I ha- had had that ability, I mean, I have that ability now, I suppose, as a, as a grown-up. But if I was like a 13-year-old boy again... I was trying to figure all that out. Narcissism alert. No one cares about what you wanted to do when you were 13. Well, I beg to differ. All right. Anyway, um, I think I'm going to deinstall that. I heard that. I didn't say deinstall. I said these good deeds are tall that you're doing by reminding me about my narcissism. Anyway, uh, this is the time to really get out and express oneself. And what's the downside of that? I don't know. I guess that there's just so much to watch and so much to listen to. And, uh, you know, on that point, thank you for listening to this podcast and uh, thank you for watching uh, my videos on YouTube. We've got uh, new episodes of The Impression Guys coming up very, very soon on uh, the Soul Pancake channel. And when I say very, very soon, I mean October 14th, (laughs) which is not all that soon. But my gosh, it'll be here in a second. I just realized, you know, driving around Los Angeles in about, I don't know, 20, Four thirty-six hours. They're going to start putting up billboards for not scary farm or some, you know, Halloween stores are going to start promoting. And I'm going to, oh, it, you know, that feeling of, of like ennui. There should be a. There's probably a eight or nine inch German word that describes the horrible anxiety of seeing a holiday promoted too soon, and, and which makes you hyper aware of the passage of time and therefore of your own mortality. Don't you think there's a German word? Please help me out. If there is one, let me know what it is. Uh, And thank you for listening. Uh, The music for my show is done by the great Jeff Levin. That was Tate Rupert in the Improvised Bits. And I want to thank all the voices in my head. You're welcome. We're glad to be aboard. It's fine. You did a poor job there at acknowledging us. And like it or not, we'll be there next week. Thanks for listening.